0: You know, we're all talking about the same thing, and I think that's one of the reasons that we're so passionate about the fact that we, like, we live this career as professional athletes, and now we get to live this life of having moments like this where we get to sit in a tent in the middle of nowhere and share experiences and stories, and that's what it's really all about. So, so explore, like, live in the moment, enjoy the experience, and everything else will sort itself
1: out. Totally disagree with that. I think that's <laughs> all <total> bullshit. <laughs> I think we were having wow. this discussion the other night. And, uh,
2: By the way, I, I mean, did not expect George, the, the, like the least the confrontational person ever. in the world, to no, say is, that. No, it's
1: bullshit. Honestly. <laughs>
2: This episode of Stages is brought to you by Visit Tucson. I mean, where do I begin when I talk about Tucson? I've spent so much time there, logged endless miles, uh, suffered a plenty, played a bunch of golf, really grew to fall in love with the place. Um, obviously, you have you know, amazing epic rides like climbing up Mount Lemmon up to 8,000 feet. Uh, but not just that, there's stuff everywhere. And whether or not you're a cyclist or not, or you're a runner, or you're a triathlete, the options are endless. Um, So if you haven't been uh, to Tucson for a little exercise and suffering, go check it out. To learn more, go to visittucson.org slash ride. See you out there. All right, welcome back to the Stages Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Armstrong. My co-host, J.B. Hager. J.B., we started this thing. We were like talking about the Tour de France, and now we're in the middle of Arizona, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, quite frankly, I don't even know where we are near Biosphere. Mm, Biosphere 2. Biosphere 2. Biosphere 1. Do you know what Biosphere 1 is? I don't. Mother I, Earth. I, I, the, and Earth. By, the original. The OG. Awesome. I didn't, and I didn't know what Biosphere 2 was either as we were driving here today. <laughs> but we, here we are on the side of, you know, what what otherwise known as 24-hour town, which we ended up in last year with a bunch of, my old teammates from Postal, and we all swore that we would never be here again. <laughs> and, yet, and, here you are. and now we're back. Well, you know what I love about this? Uh,
3: you know, when this originally started, it was only going to be the Tour de France. That was the intent. It's like, let's do a recap of the Tour de France. And then it expanded a little bit, you know, the Colorado Classic. Then we talked about Ironman. And such a tiny, tiny percentage of people get to do those at that competitive level. And then you come out here and you see this sea of people who hold down full-time jobs and take care of their families doing
2: some epic shit. (laughs) It's really cool. It's really amazing. And their families are here. Yeah. Like, I think I'm weird to be here. I think it's super weird if your family's here.
3: Yeah, the, I'm impressed by the people that can sucker oh, their the family into come and
2: support. Like that's amazing to me. We were we were <laughs> struggling with hot water today, and I and I was about to throw the biggest tantrum of my life. Like if my daughters, you have twins, I have twins. Like if my twin daughters didn't have hot water, we're
3: out. <laughs> by the way, he said you have uh, twins. He's talking to. Uh, Victoria Kramer, who we're going to get to in a minute because she's being honored here at this event, which is really neat. But I've got to, we've got to kind of paint a picture for people because this is, you know, going worldwide, big audience all over the world. And it, so it's kind of hard to really describe where we are. We are in, it feels like the middle of nowhere and you're driving through the desert like, oh, there it is. And yep. then you just see like a bazillion campers and tents. It's like a, 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 temporary city that pops up in the middle of the desert. That's it's-
2: right. That's right. I mean Todd Sedow, who started this event 19 years ago. We're on our 19th year. Last year was our first year. This we were we were cutting down a highway today, and I, I looked over and I was like, JB, you see it? It's over there. And of course we had to go all the way around like 50 miles. But it's it is an entire community. It's it's otherwise known as 24-Hour Town. And um, it's, you know, if, if for the listener at home, right, so there's probably 2,000 of us here. Todd, how many are, people are here? Two or three? Four, oh, hello. 4,000 4, people, people here. Wow. Population of 4,000 people. So for the people that are living in some place that has 4 million people, you know, this is like, um, hmm, Burning Man meets Woodstock meets, uh, you know, Leadville meets something else. Like, it's a whole nother thing. Mix in the weather. Yeah. Like, it's, but you see it up on the hill. It's. I, my, my wife called me real quick, and she said,
3: well, how, well, how's it going? She doesn't know what this is. She doesn't really really follow this. And she goes, well, what's it like? And I go, it's a bunch of really muddy people with headlamps on. Yeah, And she goes, okay, okay, I won't ask anymore. Sorry I asked. We'll just leave it at that. But that's kind of what it's like because although we're in, I guess you guys have had unbelievable 70-degree weather for some time, and we drove through some crazy rain today. I got to mention this because it was insanity. Lance turned into a, a child driving a car on a gravel road for... Fucking greatest day of my life. The, the road into this event got very muddy, and to say the least. And it's, there's big holes, and it was swampy and messy. And cars are sliding off the road. Even four-wheel drive trucks were getting stuck. Well, no, in the sorry hurts in the least or the rented Nissan Murano, homeboy is going 60 miles an hour. Sure, I had it, had it nailed. And laughing his
2: ass off. Loved it. But it was pretty epic just to get here today. Yeah, it was. And you know what's even more epic is that if if you can tell your wife that you're at a place where everybody's muddy and wearing headlamps and she (laughs) says, okay, we're cool. Every dude in this place has his excuse.
3: By the way, I don't even think we properly mentioned the name of the event. It's the 24 Hours of Old Pueblo, a a 24-hour mountain bike race in the desert teams individuals and it really is something like if you if you love mountain biking want to make it a destination event bucket list
2: thing look it up we'll give you all that information later but you have to do this and the one thing we should bring up is our sponsor tonight visit tucson like these guys i have listen this it, it's so funny because, you know, when you do, when we, we've done a bunch of these and, and people will say, okay, say this about our gig. Um, I don't, actually don't even need to look at this because the city of Tucson, I've spent so much time there and I've ridden so many bikes there and hung out there and played golf there and listened to music there. Like this place is, you know, for the endurance community, especially whether you're a cyclist or a triathlete, or a mountain biker, it is literally kind of the Shangri-La of America when it comes to, um, especially the off season. Like if you, God forbid, you live in, in right in in Pennsylvania or whatever, but um, Tucson is this sort of melting pot. Every, it, I would love to like be at the high school track in Tucson in the winter. You would see the best runners in the world. I would love to be. Like parked on the side of Mount Lemmon in the winter, you'd see the best cyclists in the world. I'd love to be at U of A for the Masters swim. You'd see the best triathletes. Like they're all right there. Like yeah. it's it's. And then I hear, check this shit, which I didn't know, they have the highest uh, percentage of Tex-Mex places or Mexican places in America. Like hello, yeah. we're done. You're we're done. <laughs> this is the greatest place ever. Visit Tucson. Yeah, it, you
3: it definitely need to find out more about this uh, event and, if it interests you. And but, a
2: special shout out to Jimmy Riccatello, yeah, Jimmy! <laughs> who is late. He's not here. He's late. And we're gonna we're gonna get to a
3: guest that's. Uh, we just finished up a, a, a great dinner here with all these cool people who all feel like a big family. It does kind of have that vibe to it, and. Every year they honor uh, 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 somebody who, which is a, is a cool tradition here, and we're sitting next to that guest of honor, uh, Victoria Kramer, who, uh, yeah, right? Everybody at this event knows about her. Now this is a chance to tell the whole world about her. <laughs> yeah. Mom, career person, cancer survivor, and badass mountain biker. Force of nature. <laughs> <laughs> and we learned some stuff about you tonight. This is uh, the 19th year of this epic event, and you have done 17 of them.
4: Yes. Yes, I have. It's a little crazy. <laughs> it
3: is a little crazy. And w- the other thing we learned tonight that's, that's mind-blowing to me is that one of those years out here doing it, at least one, you were you were enduring treatment. You were, you were sick. You were very, very sick and still out here hammering away. What, how is your brain wired this way? What is it about you?
4: <laughs> oh, crap. Um, okay, so I think I've just always been this way, but I do tend to push the limits. And I decided when I started my chemo treatments, you know what? Fuck this. I am going to do my favorite race. I don't care how sick I am. So let's make it happen. Wow.
3: Wow. Wow. Hey, hey correct me if I'm wrong. Your, your kids were just little babies at that time, right? How old were they?
4: Yeah. Okay, talk about a motivation to live. Um, they were eight months old when I was told you have a very um, aggressive form of breast cancer.
2: Victoria, could you say that again and just look at me? <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
5: <laughs>
4: JB, don't, th- I mean, this is
2: JB's kind of
4: stealing your. I thunder. know,
2: but that's I, fine. But well, it's yeah. it's it's pretty significant when you consider that, well, what what you had to consider just the overall the weight of it all. Whether it's not not whether or not you can come to the twenty four hour again, but you have kids, and you have you know, it's you have a family. It's it's super heavy. It's um, uh, I can't even imagine, especially. Like I said tonight, earlier, like, I, I sort of rode my bike whenever I could, but I I never, ever, ever would have come out here. This is, I'm really not sure why I'm here right now, <laughs> to be honest.
4: Because you got a little crazy in you, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. So what what is, what
3: I mean, what is your mindset? When you, you were, I mean, go back to that. When you were, you had your diagnosis, you've got, these new twins, which it had to be overwhelming, right? I couldn't handle the one I had, with, you know, that we had as family. And you're sick, and you're out here mountain biking. What was going through your head? Is it just, was it because you, you, you've always been athletic like that, or were you just, it was, was it a big F you to cancer? Oh, it was a big F you to cancer, yeah.
4: yeah. Oh yeah, amen yeah. to that, every day. amen to that. Yep, every
3: day. Wow. Okay well, so now tomorrow you ride
4: perhaps a freaking <laughs>
2: and you you're on a two person team you're yep. you,
4: first time doing a duo
2: that is just
4: it'll hurt it'll hurt
2: <laughs> i'm so dreading the foreman and you're you're here <laughs> like i'm so...
4: hey when you pass me, would you just be nice?
2: <laughs> um i won't even know if I pass you or not but um,
4: <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty sure we'll make sure you know.
2: Yeah, I'm,
3: I'm, I'm <laughs> totally cool with that. Well, one thing you did that's uh, also pretty amazing on top of all these other accomplishments is you, you wrote a book about your journey, uh, which I think it would be great for you to give that a plug now. If, if somebody wants to pick that up, maybe they have a loved one going through this. Maybe they're going through it themselves and they could use a bit of inspiration.
4: So as I started this journey... Um, And I knew I had a a very long battle. I was told pretty much up front, this will be at least a two-year battle for you. Um, I started thinking about it, and I decided I needed to live every single day, not only of that journey, but every day that I've got left on this planet, even louder than I've ever lived it. So every day mattered. And I decided to write a book on that because if we're all human, which we are, we will all be faced with a monumental speed bump. And the way we face that, as a lot of you know, it's um, 10% what what you're faced with and 90% how you deal with it. So I said, well, let's write a book on living life loudly. And let's talk about what some of those components are that can make whatever your speed bump is a little bit easier. Um, and that's where I got that that whole crazy notion to write a book. So. Living Life Loudly, How Will You Face Your Speed Bump um, is the name of the book, and hopefully it helps a few of you to be able to overcome whatever speed bumps you're faced with, whether it's health, financial, personal, we'll all lose a loved one, it can help you through that as well.
2: Can I just clarify something? Because Victoria, you just said that your struggle was two years. So we're talking about from diagnosis, through treatment, until sort of the doctors say, we think you're good, come back, and two years. Two years. Which is crazy to me because people think, when they think of my story, you know, they think about a lot of things, but on the cancer side, it's so, in a lot of ways, it's heroic. My struggle in terms of diagnosis, treatment, the doctor saying, come back and see me, was three months, only three months. So when you think about that, it's like, and of course for me, it felt like forever, but I've heard so many of these stories where, I mean, two years, I would have been out. Like, I'm out, I can't do this. Three months, was like, ah, this is getting old. Okay, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Two years is so much more, is so much heavier that, Mm -hmm. wow.
4: I think you faced that with fighting the Postal Service, right?
2: <laughs> that's, that's actually a longer... Uh, that's a, that's you a got whole this. That is a whole nother malignancy.
4: <laughs> you got this.
2: Hmm? Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Well, good luck tomorrow.
3: Enjoy thank your ride. Thank
4: you. I'll see you out there at night.
2: Uh, you will, you'll <laughs> see me at night, but not in the middle of the night.
4: Agreed. <laughs> Victoria, thank you. It was nice to thank meet you. you so Victoria
2: much. Kramer.
3: Pause for hugs, pause for hugs. Oh yeah. I love it. <laughs> Todd, get your booty over here. All right, our next guest, I don't even know what your exact title is. Promoter, owner, do all, be all, end all, everything to get, make this event happen. What do you, what do you go by?
2: Uh, how, how, let, let, me, let me fill it in for you. He, he is the most badass race promoter in America. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he is. Let me, let me go a step further. If, if somebody, if, if you want to promote cycling in America and you want to get the masses here, whether it's, well, back up. I wouldn't come here necessarily if you wanted to suffer terribly. But this man is the future of cycling in America. I re, I really, I've said it before I even was your friend or knew you. I said it. Like this is the model for, um, for cycling in America, especially on the dirt. It's Todd Sadow. It That's pretty flattering.
6: Uh, it should be said, flanked by the most badass team that produces cycling events in America. Yeah,
3: you must be good at it, because this is my first year here. Lance came last year, and uh, is falling in love in the, with the event, and will come every year. for now on.
6: 3 a.m. laps, buddy. <laughs> 3. <laughs> yeah, but, a-
3: a- Anna's calling me. She says, where, 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 what are you doing? Uh, but I, as I've been over at what everyone has kind of like their little base camp area, right? Their home base. I've been around a lot of big events and Todd comes cruising through there and he is just like the most calm, mellow, even keel, like you you would think you'd be freaking out because with the rain, cars are skidding off the road everywhere. And you were just like, Mr. Mello. Like, what is the deal with that? Like, it's, it's very calming to be around you. <laughs> I, like I said, I got a good team. <laughs> you got a good team. Yeah,
2: that's for sure.
3: Well, it, it makes you a good promoter then, I guess, because uh, everybody around here is having a blast. Even with, to paint a, another little bit of a picture for everyone, it, it shifted. Like, I looked at the 10-day forecast. I looked at five days out, three days out. It was going to be 80 degrees, 50 at night and sunny. I get here and we could barely get in, as we described earlier, because it, it got cold and started raining and it's muddy. And it's just been
6: insane, but it doesn't affect you. Uh, the show goes on. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we, we've, we've had everything. In, well, every year presents a new challenge and, and having a blown out road is a, is a new challenge. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe that. It was a blown out road. Like
3: <laughs>
2: cars could not stay on it and you got everybody in there. Everybody's well, happy. And JB, just, just so I'm clear, cause I told Todd this earlier, I was like, I said, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to call you on this because I texted you, you know, a couple of months ago. I was like, once we decided to come back, cause it was, <laughs> we, we were so destroyed after last year's ride slash race as I, as I told the crowd tonight. I was like how often is it that bad like how often does it rain and sleet and snow and and it and you're like oh you know it's so, you know one out of every 10 years and was, <laughs> I'm like all right uh, I th- I think we're in I, th- I think we can do that and then lo and behold we show up tonight and it's just this is uh are you are you fucking with me? <laughs> you know
6: that. It's a, look, you you appreciate a proper a a proper bl- a good suffering, a bl- good bludgeoning, right? Like I I, I do. Okay. But and, um,
2: and, and but I'm also out, kind of a diva.
6: Right. And when you're out suffering with your buddies, <laughs> and, you're, and, you're, and your and your your buddies are, are being pansies and they're saying oh, I don't I don't want to do the night lap, or, or it's you know it's it's too long of a climb. You always tell your buddy like oh, it's just around the bend. So you can't ask me like does it rain every year? Because I'm always going to say, well, I, you know, once and then 18 years it rained. And you're a promoter. You're <laughs> <It's> a promoter. <laughs> well, well, walking around the,
3: like, I, I want to call it camp. It's a city. Picture a city of RVs and tents. 24-hour town. 24-hour town. Uh, the, the vibe from talking to some people here is that Lance is responsible for this bad weather. Oh,
2: yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So, some guy came up to me and was like, hey, you've been here... Two years in a row, and it's rained every year, and i is like, he's like, it's your fault. I was like, uh, no, it's Todd's fault. <laughs> and no, actually, it's Dylan's fault. Where's Dylan? It's Dylan's fault, because Dylan made us come back, and then it rained, and then...
6: Do you get credit for tomorrow's perfect weather?
2: You know what? Uh, uh, I've lived a life where I get a lot of... Uh, uh, no, I don't get that credit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I have to... I've been dying to ask Todd about, because it's... I mean, I've only done a handful of mountain bike races many, many years ago. And it's, it's just such a quick burn to start suffering. I mean, it just happens fast. And you have this demented thing where
6: everyone runs to their bikes and then starts. It's, now, what is the story with that and why do you do it? All right. So it's important to understand the history of 24-hour mountain bike racing, which is probably 27 years old. Um, but it was an adaptation from Le Mans car racing. And that with in 24 Hours of Le Mans. You, they run to their car, they get in their car, they drive away, right? And then they share the same car across the team. In this case, everybody rides their own bike, generally speaking. Right. So the run is, is literally, it's, it's a quarter to half a mile run, depending on how we feel each year. And it's, you know, a bunch of people in Lycra and, and cycling shoes running down a dirt road. It couldn't look more awkward. It's
3: been as far as a half a mile.
6: That is messed up. Yeah,
2: that is messed
6: up. I had to know the history of that. That's good. I, I love it. But it's demented. It, yeah, it, it's a human stampede of, of Lycra mostly and some baggy clothing in there uh, that culminates with everybody like crowding around all their bike stage in one spot trying to find their bike. And inevitably every year someone, there's always one person that grabs the wrong bike and there's always one person that's completely dumbfounded saying like, where the hell is my bike? All right.
3: Well, hey, it's a pleasure. Great, It's off to a great start here. Everyone's happy, even with the adverse conditions today. I've, everyone's just thrilled to be here, yeah. and for good reason, and it does have that family vibe to it. You obviously get a huge percentage of return riders.
6: We do. We've, it's probably—the uh, it, majority of the people are not, are not return riders, but there is that, that collective that comes back year after year, and, and it's always fun to see their faces, and, and it's fun to celebrate. To like Victoria. Yeah, Victoria. 17, 17 out of 19. 19. D- Dave Campbell. Million over here has been here all 19.
3: And it's always, correct me if I'm wrong, it's always on the, the President's Weekend for the three-day. Correct. It makes it easier for people to travel, get in and out, and all that stuff. Exactly. That's great. So it's something to put on your calendar, your bucket list for next year, if you're hearing this.
6: Uh, we opened registration October 1st. It filled up this year in seven hours. Oh, wow. So if you want to do it, you got to get ahead of the curve. you got yeah. to be here on President's Weekend, but you got to be ready on October 1st to register.
2: Okay. There we go. Cool, man. All right, brother. It's a right. pleasure. Thanks, guys. I mean, thank you, not thank you. <laughs> Was that a, what Lance it, is
3: that it? Lance, it's so bittersweet, what, your relationship what, what, with what, this what guy, What Todd.
2: did the kids say? Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> thank you, not thank you. <laughs> right, right. Should we bring my, uh, my lazy-ass teammates up here?
4: Or, or,
3: well, we should yeah. get them up. We, now we're going to open it to Q&A. Lance, why don't you move over here where Todd is. Okay. We'll swing that microphone around, grab a couple more chairs. These will be questions for Lance, of course. Uh, Dylan Casey is here. George Hincappy is here. And Christian Vandevel is here. Quick pause to
2: restructure. Oh, look who brought a bottle of wine with him. I love the fact that George brings an entire bottle of wine with him. We are for the win tomorrow. <laughs> By the way, these, uh, these guys were out doing a practice
3: run in, in the wet conditions earlier, and... All right. And then afterward having some wine and cocktails and yeah. and I think they they got a few in their belly before I told them, "Oh, by the way, you're on the podcast." They had a very panicked look. We got a question. Let's hear it. Do you see him? So,
0: I'm here uh, with my son and his friends from the Perry Mountain Bike High School Racing Team.
2: Oh,
6: what?
2: My oh. no!
5: No! <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> So a lot of them are beginners, but when, across the board, when did all of you decide that cycling was going to be your passion or what made that decision for you? When did it click? That's an amazing question. All right, Christian, you start. The the question was, when did we decide that cycling was going to be a passion? And uh, first of all, I'm I'm Christian Vanderbilt. It's not really a fair question for myself. as My father was a two-time Olympian. He was one of the bad guys in Breaking Away. It's kind of like I was born into it. So, I didn't really have a choice. And, and I really thought that if, if my dad did it, it can't be that hard, which is both, both, both ignorant and stupid and everything that follows that. And um, uh, so, I, yeah, from a young age, I, w- I would say seven, nine, two, but my father hold, held me back from racing, whereas George and something Lance, actually, Dylan himself, these guys got into it a lot earlier than myself, but I didn't really race until I was 16. Um, then, then I was full gas into it through, through 18. But, but I had posters of these guys up on my wall when I was a kid. Um, Andy Hampson, Greg, you, you name it, all these guys were up on my walls forever in, in my locker. Yeah, everyone else had lot, you know, Michael Jordan. I grew up in Chicago and I had, uh, yeah, Andy Hampson, which is kind of weird. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, so at a young age to answer your question. So yeah, in high school I was I was all in. DC. Okay, so so thank you for your question.
0: Uh, I'm probably the anomaly um, compared to, to my three uh, colleagues here, uh, but I really didn't get into cycling until I was in college. I went to UC Santa Barbara, which which uh, I think holds a soft spot in all of our hearts because the first year that we were all teammates in 1999, we had our first our training camp in Buellton at the Anderson Split Pea Soup, right? It's true. And, and for me, that, that, was, that was like home stomping grounds. I really, you know, for me, it was, it was kind of a U-turn in life where I decided, you know what, after I graduated from college, instead of going to work for a consulting firm to get my MBA, all I really wanted to do was ride my bike. And if I don't do this right now, I'll spend the rest of my life regretting it. And I can tell you that that was one of the most important decisions that I've ever made in my entire life. Because if I didn't make that decision back then, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys and telling you this story. And that's super personally rewarding for me. It, it's, it's what makes this special. And I think it's, you know, you guys embody this more than we do. But I think... Um, You know, what gets us into the sport of cycling or riding our bikes or just actually figuring out how we overcome obstacles is really what this is all about. And um, I'm just, I'm excited to have the opportunity to come here and tell you the story
2: tonight. Because it was your idea to come back, Dylan. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Because because it was your idea.
0: It it was all my idea. I mean, this was all premeditated, so I, you know, I I run the show here just so we're all clear. (laughs) Just as long as you guys
2: ride at night. <laughs>
1: so, so I'm up. Okay, so I have a couple different stories to tell. The only thing I ever did in my bike was in my life was ride a bicycle, and uh, I I think there's a lot of different paths you can take. I, I'm trying to tell my son to try a different, a lot of different sports. He's doing tennis, soccer right now, and biking. Um, I only biked my whole life. But I have a great story. Greg Van Avermaet, which is the greatest cyclist, number one cyclist in the whole world right now, was at my house before the Richmond Worlds. Three days before the World Championships, he's outside in my backyard playing soccer with my son. I go, Greg, what are you doing? He's like, I only played soccer growing up. He was the number one soccer player in Belgium, under 18s in his life. And then he decided, and he rode a bike to get fit for, for soccer throughout his um, younger career, and he became one of the best cyclists in the world. So I think it's really important to uh, experience other sports, and I'm trying to get my son to do that now. So I'm trying to do a little bit different than what I did, but I still want him to be a cyclist eventually.
2: You gonna answer that one, Lance? I mean, my my uh, journey to cycling was a little uh, twisted, just like these guys, but. The first sport that I ever really truly loved, uh, I, mean, I grew up a kid in Texas, so I, I, um, I played football, baseball, basketball, did all these things, and I wasn't great at those, and then all of a sudden, I tapped out, and I joined the swim team. And so, uh, once I joined the swim team, that was sort of my entry into endurance sport. From swimming, at the same time, of course, I was running, tracking cross-country uh, at the high school and it just ironically the you know the shoulders of those which was swimming and running the middle sport was cycling and i wanted to do a triathlon and then signed up for a try and i was like oh you know. lo and behold the cycling was the thing that i loved the most but you know, um, started beating up on professional men. Well, it, 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 <laughs> it was it was a little confusing because I, I was so, at, at that young age, I was obsessed with the Olympics. And I really, really, really wanted to go to the Olympics. At this time in 1996, believe it or not, the sport of triathlon was not an Olympic sport. And so I was like, I have to i got to switch. If I want to go to the Olympics, if I want to be an Olympian, I need to switch. So I switched um, from triathlon to, to, you know, to cycling-specific. And, you know, Tri didn't go to the Games until... Actually, it was 92 that I went to the Games. And then they didn't go until 2000. Do you remember, uh, like, an exact moment? Like, were you
3: watching, like, the 1980 or 84 Olympics? Well, that would have been, like... 80 Olympics, or was there an exact moment where you are like, I want to be an Olympian? Do you listen, remember, remember? Listen, let
2: me, let me tell you something. This is, and there's, there's a ton of history and a ton of uh, drama here, but there is no doubt in my mind or anybody here sitting at this table's mind or probably anybody in this room's mind, when Greg LeMond won the Tour de France in 1989, yeah. it, it was so transformative. Like, it was like, yeah. holy shit. Did that just happen? Like, it was so, I mean, it was incredible. Like, it was, uh, nobody believed it. The guy was 50 seconds down on a very short time trial, won by 58 seconds, won the tour by, I mean, it was, you couldn't script it. And it was, I will never, ever forget sitting in Plano, Texas, where I grew up, watching that going, okay, I'm in. I'm in. I got wow. this. I got, I got to do that. like it was It was so powerful um, that it it truly, truly inspired me to, you know, in my own little way, I mean, I was just doing tries and and
5: you know, I, I was a high school kid, but and not only that, but he like then he got into the mainstream with Coors Light. And then Taco Bell commercials. Taco Bell. At, 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 no, it's true. We did like, I, mean, I love It that. was the silliest we commercial ever. We went straight ever. from that to Taco Bell and Coors Light. Coors Light, Taco Bell. Coors, I mean, I remember. I remember. Yeah. And then like a SI cover. It, I mean, that was, that, was, that was a big bigger. deal. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah why, Be in there, tuxedo,
3: bike. As yeah. y'all laugh at that. Homeboy couldn't wait to get to McDonald's after we landed today. No, that, that's, that's... Don't deny it, I've got video. No, that's what I do. That's what I do. That was a great question, by the way. Thank yeah. you very much. Do we have a next one up there? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Tim Baker with the
5: Perry Pumas. Yeah, We're done. Last year, you guys did amazing, but George, I think you made it pretty clear you would never come back here, so I need to understand one: What are you doing here? We love you, but gonna, we want to understand what brought you back. Before you answer, um, the other one would be: Help us understand a little bit about what is we do all about. Where are you guys going? What's the vision?
1: So honestly, I, that's a great question. I'm still I'm still asking that myself, but I just. I just love an excuse to hook up with these guys for one time a year where we spend like quality. I know the race is only 24 hours, but we're here for 48 to you know 50 hours where we spend a lot of time together. We hang out, we drink, we uh, catch up in old times. And that's to me, that's invaluable. So when they asked me to come back, of course, I was hesitant about the suffering part, but I want to see these guys and catch up and
5: He's been crying about this for a week and a half, two weeks. I mean, like, every day. And not that I haven't been crying about it, but don't, don't let him fool you.
0: So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll take all the blame. And um, It is your fault. It, it is my fault, and, and I love it. I love taking responsibility for this um, because these guys are all going to thank me a thousand times over. Later, later on down the road, but so so to answer what your what the psych- fuck
2: are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What kind
0: of shit is this? A thousand times? A thousand, maybe, maybe
3: even more. I mean, look. All right. What, By the way, this we, is we, what hey, guys, this, we, this is we, what we, they sounded like the last three hours in the such RV. Such a good segue. We, we <laughs> haven't even started. <laughs> such and a. It's I a know. A
2: thousand times,
0: and we're all happy right now. All right, look. <laughs> but this but to seg- segue from your first question to the second question and and this is this is um this is really sincere i mean the the reason that we came back and the reason that like the the spirit behind we do is because it's not necessarily about us coming back but it's about us having the opportunity to spend time like this with you guys we do is is really the answer to a question I'm gonna let Lance follow up because he's really the The visionary behind this but we do is the answer of who the fuck wants to ride their mountain bike for 24 hours (laughs) who (laughs) i mean but seriously like i mean we're sitting out in the middle of fucking nowhere in a tent (laughs) freezing our asses off getting ready to like you know go ride our mountain bikes and the reality is 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 that every single one of you guys in this room tonight and everybody here at, at this event, this is what life is about. This is living, right? And, and we have people like Victoria yep. and her family and the people that supported her to, to inspire us. And tomorrow when we go out and we hit the start line, whether we ride slow, we ride fast, we ride consistently, we crash, we have flat tires, we have obstacles, that's what we do is about. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Lance finish. Oh, yeah.
2: Le, le, yeah, let me, ha- let me pick it up from there. <laughs> that's, I mean, It is Dylan, that's not fair. That, that is truly what it, it is. It is the answer to the question. Like, who? Like, most people in America, think about it. We are in the middle of nowhere. If they could just fly their drone over and be like, what are these fools doing? Who would do that? We would all say, we all, it's an answer to a question. That's truly the, the ethos of the brand. And you know, it, it's, you know, for me in my life, it, at this point, like it's, why do I get up and do what I do every day? Why do I get up and whether or not it's going and running 10 miles with a bunch of fast runners in Austin or coming to the middle of nowhere and mountain biking through the middle of the night or swimming Masters or, or whatever, it's it's an answer to a question. Or coming to George's... Pl- you know I'm coming to your place in a couple of weeks. Coming to George's hotel, doing a, a camp where he's going to completely destroy me. It's because it's just an answer to this question, which, which ultimately leads... I love this word. I love this word more than anything. I don't love it at three in the morning, mind you. I love the word of suffer. Like, I, but I love, like, my life, I crave suffering. Um, and so that's the thing that, that we tried to find this place, whether, you know, it's not a specific answer on, uh, uh, to your question, but um, obviously we're creating content in and around that. All these uh, shows that we do, but there are so many of us around the world that love to suffer, and um, we're kindred spirits in that sense. I think that's
3: I think that's part of why we came out here too. Is, to, is just to, to tell your stories too, not just the stories of you guys know the stories of these guys. It's you know turning it around and Gus Morton's around here somewhere with a camera you know, capturing your stories and, uh, and just letting everybody know about this. Great question, by the way. Hey
7: guys, thank, thanks for being here. Julian Peters, Hops and Watts Cycling. Um, you guys have all moved on from pro cycling. You're, you're balancing life and cycling. Um, I'll admit, this is kind of a losing battle for me. My, my, my wife doesn't love that I go out for four to six hour rides on Saturday and Sunday. I've been, I've, been, I've been trying to talk to her and convince her it's a good idea It's good for my health, good for the family um, She's not buying it I think your guys' input would carry much more weight than mine do you, have, do you have suggestions that I can take back to convince my wife it, It's good. a good idea for me to be riding all weekend?
5: Uh, no, we don't I, I, would, I would just say immediately it's, it's just cheaper than therapy
2: No <laughs> Yeah but therapy's one hour no, but, christian yes,
0: but but i will I will tell you that listen this you are not you're not unique because the, the four of us up here and probably uh, JB and everybody in the and in, in team we do we 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 have the same struggle brother i mean seriously <laughs> like when we get home on sunday night or monday morning or wherever, whenever the fuck we get home all our fucking shit is on the front yard <laughs> it, it, i mean like literally our wives our wives our kids you know our hus- our husbands or our partners however you roll i mean it it's a struggle but i don't have the answer all i can tell you is that like just live in the moment
1: brother anna's
2: blowing me up right now
0: if, she's like what if are you doing?
1: doing if you're doing <laughs> like, four to six hours on the weekends you're wrong, actually. Your wife is right. You should be doing like two hours, three hours home. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I'm not riding more than three hours in the weekends. I'll go hard.
5: Yo, hey, hang so check just check out Strava. We 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 do the we we do like a check checkup like every month with George, like for his reality and what is real. His reality is so skewed. His average is 21 and a half hours a week on the bike. This is true, in his, but in his mind, oh, I go out for an hour, everyone's cool. He doesn't work for a living.
2: Like he doesn't, he, why are you talking to, This is where you should shut up. This man, I don't know where he went. Okay. Where did he go? He works for a living. Okay. Listen, that's not fair.
0: Just so we you don't know, work. We, listen, here's the deal. We'll give you our phone numbers. Have your wife call us. We'll explain. Deal. Oh.
5: That's the deal. That's the deal. <laughs>
0: <coughs> Look, just email us. Okay, info at wedo.team. We'll take care of it.
2: Yeah.
0: It's a service. He's Here. like,
2: thank you. my wife is not emailing George Cappy. I swear to God. Yeah, no. We, we got this. We'll take care of you.
0: Next question, please. <laughs>
5: So I'm actually his father-in-law. He's talking about my daughter. So <laughs> I tried to warn him when he married her that if, if uh, she screws this up, he stays in the family, she's out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, seriously, I have a question. My name is Mark Anderson. I'm from Hops and Watts Beer. And uh, so we happened to be out here on the strip when you guys came back from your ride. And one of you asked, where, where can we find a garden hose? <laughs> yes. Clean off the bikes, I'm guessing. Did you ever find that garden hose? No, I was the one no. that laughed at you. <laughs> no. Yeah,
1: no. no. Somehow, somehow Lance's bike turned up totally clean after that fucking muddy ride. <laughs> I don't know. He found a hose, but we didn't.
3: I got to add. I, we've got another question teeing up, I yeah. think, there. But I, I got to add a quick story to it. But uh, Lance and I have a mutual friend. His name's Craig and uh he's just a, an amazing guy great athlete yeah. and a good bike rider swimmer everything he does is great and we were finishing up a ride years and years ago and he wanted to stay out he's like i got nothing but time and then some of the guys on the ride and you'll appreciate this with that question we were like man i got to get home we got i've got chores to do where I'm, i promised i'd go couch shopping or something like that. <laughs> Bath and
0: yeah, Bath & Beyond. Yeah, it was
3: totally, it was totally that scene, right? And we all know that. And so he wanted to go longer and we all had to get home. And he looked at us and he goes, boys, that's what you get in your second marriage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that can go both ways, men and well, women, but it's, oh. if it's important to you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Next question,
4: please. <laughs> So I got invited to ride in this race with some friends, and I'm here with four mountain bikers, but I ride track. So I was wondering if maybe I could get some pro tips on how to get through my segments. Okay.
0: All right, well, wow. you know, the, so I think we've all ridden on the track a little bit. Lance, have you ever ridden the track? No, I've never. No, no, never, okay. never. You? No, I'm, I'm. Okay. Yeah, so so, so Christian and I, we we went to the... We've ridden on the track together, team pursuit and, and individual pursuit, Sydney Olympics. Uh, I know George has spent some time on the track. Uh, but here's the, th- here's the thing. I, th- I think it's the, the, the mentality is all the same, right? Yeah, I mean, it, well, I mean, if you want to bring it down to suffering, I mean, whether you're on the track or the mountain bike or the road bike or, you know, you're just facing some gigantic mountain of of any type of metaphor, it's it's really the struggle that has purpose.
2: Or, so, or the cacti.
0: Or, or the cacti. <laughs> I'm,
2: t- I'm, telling you, I'm telling you, if you've never ridden a mountain bike, uh, ever, around here, like... I, I, we we pre-rode today and I was like, I thought after last year, I was like, right, I got this. And I literally know every cactus plant in the entire ranch <laughs> Holy shit, it's the scariest experience. Like, do not ever get near those cacti. I
5: mean, it, it, it's, it's famous, like, it's... The only thing you got going for you is that everything is pretty much turning left. So that, 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 that's, a good, that's a good thing. That's true. But apart well. from that, you got nothing. And, and Lance is not joking. Those cactus, they suck really bad. And I, I still have some in my hand from last year. Uh, and my foot and my shoes. And But yeah. And listen, I Just grew Just keep up, on going left. I grew up in Dallas.
2: And, and I grew up on the east side of Plano where, you know, I grew up in a mixed community. And so my black friends had these pics in their hair. This is what I grew up with. And... For the first time in my life, the race packet actually has a pick in the bag, which is amazing because I, and I'm like, what? And so they now instruct you if these bulbs of cacti get into you. That too. Choya. I didn't realize it was so personal to y'all. I mean, I haven't landed in one. I haven't landed in one um yeah don't start that shit with me right now i'm not doing that but and then just pick it up like i can't even imagine one the last question the last night. one yeah. Hey, yeah, was, yeah first of all i want to thank you guys
7: for everything you guys have done for domestic cycling in the united states introduce yourself uh, sorry my first name is kyle i'm from santa cruz cool. um awesome. Love santa cruz. great charlie. riding out there that's why i live there mount charlie mount charlie challenge mount charlie. there you go Um, so I've been racing cross country for probably eight years now, recently transitioned to cyclocross, um, been following the training plans with the coach, everything's, you know, sort of working out the past two years have been kind of lackluster. I'm sure you guys have had shitty seasons in the past. How do you guys bounce back from that? I mean, I'm looking at the light at the end of the tunnel, but for me, it's like, do I want to keep going? Do I want to keep climbing up the ranks in different categories? But I'm sure you guys have had crappy seasons. How do you guys bounce back?
5: As the person who's broken the most bones out of this group, I guess, at 22 bones, uh, I don't know. Like you, you, you just don't have a choice. You just keep on coming back and coming back and just putting one foot in front of the other. And that's, uh, I, again, back to the we do, back to the forward, back to everything with endurance sport in general. You don't really have a choice. You just have to heal and just keep on going back to it. I don't know if there's really a, a great answer to that. I mean, everything's it's in perspective in general, but we've all had, every from, from Victoria to Lance, to everyone has a story. And I mean, I mean, that's really the story of life of just getting back on your feet, getting back on the horse, all, you know, all the cliches you could possibly think of, but um, we've all been there and one's not easier than the other. Breaking backs, breaking fingers, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Just get back on the horse and keep on riding your bike and it's just going to work itself out. That's all I got. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs>
5: Were you wanting a just, slow clap? Don't cloud? be sorry, brother. He don't was wanting sorry. a slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and I, I, just, I just watch Rudy, too. You know? And like... That shit's
0: inspiring. <laughs> um, I, I'm sorry. Remind me your name again. First name's Kyle. All right. Hey, Kyle. So, you know, um, I mean, here's the deal. In, or, in order to really thrive in, in, this, in this world that we all want to live in, in this world that we do live in, you know, you got to get much better accepting, like, setbacks than anything else. Because there's way more setbacks than there are accomplishments. And the thing is, is that the setbacks make the accomplishments that much more valuable. And I know that it's it's like a hallmark card kind of fucking answer, but the reality is it, it's that moment where you're like, you know what? I just I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. I'm I'm gonna stop. That you have to be like, yeah, all right. You know what? Fuck that. I'm gonna keep going. And and the moment that you keep going, you've 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 done it. You're good. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that. You know, whether it's we do or it's it's the 24-hour or it's, you know, whatever obstacle we're trying to overcome, we're all, we're all in the same, you know, we're all talking about the same thing, and I think that's one of the reasons that we're so passionate about the fact that we, like, we live this career as professional athletes, and now we get to live this life of having moments like this where we get to sit in a tent in the middle of nowhere and share experiences and stories, and that's what it's really all about. So, so explore, like live in the moment, enjoy the experience, and everything else will sort itself
1: out. Totally disagree with that. I think that's <laughs> all bullshit. I think we were having wow. this discussion the other night. And, uh,
2: By the way, I, I mean, did not expect George, the, the, like the least the confrontational person in the world, to no, say is. that. That's
1: bullshit. Honestly, I'll do like one big goal a year, and this year it's Cape Epic, and I just like, you got to focus on everything. It's not only bike, it's not only pedaling your legs, you got to focus on your core, your fucking health, your diet, everything is so important. Your sleep patterns, and then when you start realizing how important all those things come into play in your cycling world, everything gets better. But it's hard, I mean, you have to really fully focus on every aspect of your whole life to get better. It's not only biking six hours a day, that's not gonna make you better. It's focusing on everything else, rest, diet, recovery. Wine. Focus. Can I blame it on work? It's fun though, and I'm not, I don't get paid to do this anymore, but I wanna do one thing a year that gets me focused so I can remember to do it. (laughs) I mean, the whole thing where he's talking about this bullshit, no. You just got to, like, you got to take care of yourself fully.
3: All right, we're going to wrap this up. You guys have been awesome. Thank you you so much. When when you have time, go go to wedo.team, sign up for the newsletter. If you guys want to come suffer in Texas, we got the Texas 100 in April. Do you want to suffer in Colorado? Georges in. The well, Aspen
2: 50. What do you mean are we still doing <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah. hey,
0: we'd love to see you guys again. Uh, also, I I don't know, I wasn't paying attention, my apologies, but we're launching a membership component to stages in the next week or so. And if you sign up to be a member of Stages, you get a basically a VIP all-access backstage pass to a bunch of the content and a bunch of the experiences and a bunch of the stuff that we're doing. And we'd love to have you guys all in the WeDo family. So please check it out. It's gonna come out in a couple of next weeks. Booyah. All right.
3: Good night, y'all. Get some rest. Yeah. <laughs> we have a rough
2: 24 hours ahead of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah.